If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Psalm 1. The very first psalm that we see is what we'll talk about this morning. And as you're turning there and you're getting your outline together, um, we're looking forward into 2021 will be the title of our sermon this morning. But as you're getting there, let me just talk for just a moment about to remind you with what we have coming up. This is the last Sunday of 2020. We've, we've made it. We have arrived. We're here. Somehow, it doesn't seem like at the beginning of this whole thing that we'd still be here on the last Sunday of December, um, still wearing masks, still socially distant, and still talking about coronavirus, but it's something that we will continue into into 2021. But we're here. We made it. We're at the end of this year, and we're walking into a new year. And so as we do that, next week, the very first Sunday of 2021, two different things that we'll be beginning as a faith family is here from this pulpit on Wednesday nights and in your Bible fellowship classes and hopefully all the other places you go, we are going to be memorizing scripture together. Our first one is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is the scripture passage that we'll be memorizing. And you don't have to come in here having already memorized the scripture. We're going to memorize it. We're going to say it, recite it, and memorize it together uh, here. Uh, Amanda and our team has put together these awesome graphics that you can put on your iPad or your phone, on the desktop of your computer, little cards that you can print out and put them all around your house, over your speedometer, over your mirror, all the places that you'll look often. And so we've given you those, so print those out. You can also write them down on different places and give them to your kids, talk about them. Uh, Our goal, though, is that at the end of this year, we'll have memorized together 12 passages of Scripture that'll help and nourish our souls. So know as you come in here next week, and again, we're memorizing in the ESV version. That's the the version that I preach from. But if you memorize in NIV, uh, there's no, like, points taken away from you, okay? Like, we're not going to, like, look down and say, well, you memorized NIV, it doesn't count, or you memorized NASB or King James or whatever, as long as we're memorizing Scripture. That's the main point, right? So you memorize in whatever version you want to memorize, as long as it's, you know, God's Word, uh, memorize that, and we'll do it together on Sunday mornings. But I pray that in your families, you would, you would memorize these together, you would talk about them. You know, you would, you would say them before you leave for school in the morning. You would say, hey, what's our passage? And you would talk about it. In your Bible fellowship classes, I pray that you would have a way in which you memorize these scriptures. Our staff, on staff meetings and in prayer time, we're going to recite these. We're going to do it alongside you. And so we're going to go through the process of memorizing scripture together. And we're also going to start going through the book of Mark together. You probably heard this, but we're going to just walk our way verse by verse through the entire book of Mark, and we're going to take as long as it takes to get through the entire book, and we may need to take some detours and talk about some other things going on in the world, but we're going to systematically work our way through the book of Mark so you'll know what next week is based on how far I make it the week before. And so that's how we're going to do it, just walk through so you can come in prepared, having already read uh, or preparing for what's going to be studied. But I, I just want you to know I'm excited to walk alongside you in 2021. We're going to walk through life together. We're going to study God's word together. We're going to be prepared for whatever hits us in this upcoming year. And so these are our initiatives. And so often as you come to a new year, you come to a time like this, you you sit down likely and you're People are talking a lot about New Year's resolutions. You're talking about a new year, flipping over the calendar, buying a new one, and you're thinking about newness. Has anybody made their New Year's resolutions yet? Anybody? Apparently, that's what you're going to do today. Um, So you you go through this process of coming up with New Year's resolutions, thinking about what what are we going to do, right? 
Oftentimes you think about things you're going to eat differently, you're going to work out, you're going to stop doing certain things and start doing other things. We work through the process of New Year's resolutions. And oftentimes we're praying that we would have a blessed year. Right on your Christmas card, you probably wrote blessings or you have a blessed year. And so this morning we're going to look at Psalm 1 and talking about the blessed man. What does it look like for you to be blessed in a new season? This is what we're going to unpack and just talk through in Psalm chapter 1 that sets up the whole, essentially the whole uh, Psalter to talk about being blessed and how it flows from the heartbeat of God. So let's read Psalm chapter 1 and let's just see where the Lord takes us. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the seat in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish." Let's pray together. Dear Lord, help us. This morning we come with open hearts. Uh, We don't want to just download more information about you. We don't want to just digest more information. We want it to lead us into implementation in our lives. That we would walk out of this place and into a new year looking different, looking more like you. So Father, help us. Help our hearts to be open and moldable and receptive to your word. Lord, I pray that every word that comes forth from my mouth, Lord, would be pleasing to you and edifying for us as a church. Lord, we love you. Help us now. In your name we pray. Amen. So, first thing that we see is blessed is the man. Now, this word blessed, does it mean that as we're looking forward into a 2021, that we are looking forward to success, blessings and success and prosperity and job uh, success and uh, just being successful with what the world would ascribed to us. As we talk about blessing, blessing is not just simply getting all the stuff in the right circumstance, right? One of the best definitions of blessed from this root word is simply happy. Happy is the man who walks with the Lord. As we've talked week after week in the book of Philippians, we've talked about being in the Lord being particularly important words that Paul would say. Rejoice in the Lord. Have peace in the Lord. Stand firm in the Lord. And here we are blessed, not apart from the Lord, but being in the Lord, with the Lord. Blessings come forth from being in the Lord. And so everything that we talk about is built upon the simple foundation that we've got to be in the Lord. And so as we walk forward into 2021, if you are not first and foremost in the Lord, with the Lord, walking with the Lord, nothing blessings-wise are going to flow forth from it. You're not going to be happy and peace-filled in the Lord unless you are in the Lord. And so simply put, as we walk forward, if your relationship this morning, if you would say, I am far off, I am losing my way with the Lord, I'm not trusting the way I should, I'm not... Uh, just delighting in the law of the Lord like I should, stop before we go forward and understand that all this flows from a healthy relationship with the Lord. And, and so let's, let's dive in here. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinner, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. 
The first point in your outline this morning is do not linger with evil. Do not linger with evil. You see three kind of verbs here uh, to walk in the counsel of the wicked, stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. Now, you could stop for a moment and say, is, is this psalm saying that as believers, we need to pull away from everything worldly, that our goal should be that we isolate ourselves from the world? that we live in holy huddles of Christians and we just linger and minger, uh, uh, just mingle with one another, that the only interactions that we need to have are with other Christian brothers and sisters, that we pull away from the world and live separated from it. And you may can read this and say, yeah, maybe that's what we're supposed to do, that we just need to pull away from everybody and not be tempted by evil, so we just pull away from all evil. And all we do are church activities and live in the church world, and we never worry about the lost around us because we need to focus on being righteous and not being mixed with evil. Well, you know as well as I do, that's not our calling. Our calling as believers is to be light in the midst of darkness, to go and make disciples of all nations, to be with sinners, to love sinners and bring light in the midst of darkness. But the problem is when we begin to mix our lifestyles to look just like the world around us so that we are no different from the lost all around us. We act and talk and react the same way that those who are not in the Lord do. And so when the the word gives us, don't, don't walk in the counsel of the wicked, that we're not taking uh, wise counsel from wicked people. We're not standing in the way of sinners. We're not interacting and doing the same thing that sinners are doing or sitting and corresponding with scoffers who do not believe or trust in the Lord. And so think about your day-to-day -day life, friends, as your actions and attitudes tainted with the weight of sin around you. I want to pause for a moment here because, friends, I've been discouraged to to read in the news and read reports of over the past year what has happened even within the walls of the church. You probably are very aware that addictions are on the rise. That as the pain of this year has folded over, many are turning to alcohol, drugs, pornography to numb their spirit from a difficult season. And I know even in a room like this with people watching online and even in our sanctuary, there may be many of us in this room who are deeply struggling with sinful addictions in their lives. You, know, you may be flirting with attitudes and actions that are leading you down a pathway of darkness and death. I want to encourage you this morning as you walk into a new year. If you find yourself in a hole of addiction, a hole of sinfulness, and you feel like there is no way out and no escape, can I remind you that the mercies of the Lord are new every single day, that you have not yet out the cross of Christ. And even though you feel the weight of your sin on your shoulders pressing you deeper and deeper into the hole of darkness, what you find in our Savior is a God who, who beckons us to him, who doesn't point the finger of condemnation and say, I cannot believe you did that or have done that, but you find a Savior who says, come. To friends, before, consider this next portion. Just want to remind you, if you are one of those that would say, nobody to my left or to my right knows what's going on in my soul, that I've gone down a deep, dark pathway, that I'm walking in addiction after addiction. My alcoholism is out of control. My pornography use is out of control. I'm chasing after drugs and things to numb my heart. 
If that's you this morning, know that there is hope. There is hope for you. But the only way you'll find hope is to, is to pull yourself and to come to the light, to not live in the darkness any longer. Know that Jesus is your light and he is your life. So do not linger longer with evil and addiction. And go to this next portion, which helps us greatly. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. A complete opposite, a juxtaposition of the two, verse 1 to verse 2. But his delight, the blessed man's delight, is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. See, the second blank on your outline is delight in God and his word. That day in and day out, we are delighting in the law of the Lord. We are meditating on it, thinking about it, soaking in on it. One commentator compared this verse to like a cow out in the pasture chewing the cud. Right, just picking up grass and chewing and chewing and chewing and extracting every bit of nutrient from that grass. In the same way as we read God's word, we chew it and chew it and chew it, and we extract every bit of spiritual nutrient that we possibly can. We soak on it, we dwell on it, we let it nourish us day in, in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. We just chew and chew and chew and chew. And I am by no means comparing any of you to a cow. But it's important that we take the same attributes of the cow, just chewing and chewing and chewing to get every nutrient. Friend, from God's word is the same. That as you read it, you don't just say, oh, that's great. That's a good word. You chew on it. You soak on it. You meditate on it. You say, Lord, what are you calling me to? What does this mean for me? Lord, would you nourish me by this word? As we walk into a new year, friends, oftentimes we make, we make resolutions and commitments that we're going to strengthen our physical body. But what resolutions are we making to strengthen our spiritual soul? That we are nourishing our heart. So what plans, what commitments are you making? What is your plan to nourish your soul in a new year? Will you delight in God's word? Will you delight in his calling on your life? Will you meditate on it day in and day out? Will you hang it over your mirror? Will you soak on it? Will you listen to it as you drive in the car? Husbands, we know is a calling that we're supposed to wash our wives in the water of the word. Are you speaking scripture in your home to your kids, to your family? Are you meditating on it? See what happens as we do this is our heart turns from just simply thinking about it to doing it. We're not meditating on it for meditation's sake. We're meditating on it so it nourishes our soul so that we shine brighter and live more closely in line with the Lord's calling in your life and my life. So, Friends, we delight in God and his word. I was looking over this, this past, last night and just preparing for this morning. I put Psalm 119, 33 through 37 on your outline. Teach me, O Lord, the ways of your statutes, and I will keep them to the end. Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. Lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my ear to your testimonies and not to selfish gain. And this is where last night my heart just came afresh with the scripture. The psalmist says, turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. Can I confess that, and that hit me like a ton of bricks last night, that so often I'm not delighting in the Lord because my eyes are turned to simply worthless things, that I'm drinking from fountains that leave me empty and thirsty rather than drinking from the living water. 
So often our eyes turn to endlessly scrolling through different social media platforms to somehow fill our souls and delight us rather than delighting in God and his word. So, oh, that is my prayer this morning for each of us, that our eyes are turned from just simply worthless things, things that don't allow us to put roots down at difficult seasons of life. A prayer for us is that we would delight in his word, that we would make plans to nourish our souls. Because the reality is, verse 3 and verse 4, Blessed is the man who's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season. Its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers, but the wicked are not so. They're like chaff that the wind drives away. The blessed are prepared for uncertainties. The blessed are prepared for uncertainties. Listen, I, I don't want to be a downer this morning. I don't want to be just super pessimistic. I don't want to just dampen the mood in this place. But the reality is, so often we have been looking forward to 2021 to be the answer to all of our problems. If we can just make it to the end of this year, everything will be okay. And can I tell you that nobody in this room is immune from struggle. No matter of money, no amount of Lake houses or beach houses or vacation homes can isolate or insulate us from problems. And can I tell you, as much as I love you, I, I lovingly tell you that your 2021, you will face some difficulty or hardships. I pray it's not much. I pray that you make it through very relatively easy, but know that you will face trouble. Maybe in your family, maybe you're in your home, maybe you personally, maybe you'll face a difficulty or a challenge or a hardship, but none of us are immune from struggle and strife and difficulty. So the question is, are you prepared for uncertainty? Are you prepared for the uncertainty that will be coming your way? Because it will. Do you think back in January when we were standing up preaching a sermon about an unknown 2020 that any of us thought that this year would be like it was? And so as we walk into a new year, none of us, none of us knows what to expect. And so are we prepared? Are we the blessed man who's like a tree firmly planted by streams of water that even out of season is bearing fruit and its leaves are not withering? When the sun of struggle comes your way, are you scorched by its hotness? Or are you prepared? Friends, we want, I want us to be like a tree that no matter what comes our way, no matter what storms or winds blow, our roots are so deep in the foundation of God and his word that no matter what blows our way, we are standing firm. Because you see verse four, the wicked are not so. They're like shafts that the, the wind just drives away. Then the first sign of difficulty and hardship comes their way, they are just driven away like dust in the wind. I don't want this to be so for us. When hardship and difficulties and that phone call comes that you are not expecting, when struggle comes your way, when you face difficulties in your life, I don't want us to fold, friends. I want us to have roots that are deeply planted. And we do that as we are planted by the streams of water, as we are delighting in the law of his word, as we are preparing and nourishing our souls and strengthening our souls for the journey. The question then becomes, are you prepared? Are you preparing for life's uncertainties? James 1, 2, and 4, you're reminded, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. 
You've heard it a thousand times, not if you face them, but when you face them. When trials in 2021 comes, will you be ready? And how are you preparing today? As you come to the end of this passage, you see in verse 5 and 6, Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, or sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Lastly, the blessed are known by God. The blessed are known by God. If you are in Christ, you are known by God. One of the most amazing truths in all of the scriptures, the God who created all things, who's in all things, who upholds everything by his righteous right hand, he knows you. He knows the circumstance that you are in right now. He knows the hardships and the situations. He knows the struggle that you're facing. He knows the joys that you're experiencing. The God of this universe knows you. This is stunning. And at times, it invokes a little fear in me to know the Lord knows everything in my heart. He knows every motivation, everything I've done wrong. He knows all of my past. He knows my history. He knows everything that I've thought. He knows me intimately to the nth degree. Yet, he still loves me, and he knows me. So friends, as you walk into a new year, know that the Lord walks with you. He has not left you nor forsaken you. He is with you always to the end of the age. He walks. Look at John 10. He is the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know my Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. The good news that we see is the blessed are known by God. He hears your cries for help. He hears your prayers. He walks beside you. He comforts. He is the prince of peace. He walks with us. And so know this morning that you are known by God. See, as we wrap up this morning, I want to give you just the the best piece of encouragement that I can give you as you take all this and amalgamate it together, that next year's outcomes start with today's choices. This is good for us to talk about, to, to talk about being known by God and being prepared for uncertainties, to light in God and his word, to not linger with evil. All of this is good and fun and wonderful for us to talk about. But if it's going to be applied is what makes the difference. And you can look at your outlook of 2021 and say, this is who I want to be in 2021, but know that your future depends on the choices that you make today. Friends, if you want to be a better father or husband, it's going to start with the choices that you make today. Will you pray with your spouse? Will you love your children? Will you pray for your grandchildren? Will you walk beside them? Will you share the gospel with your coworkers? All these things that we want to accomplish in a new year will start with how you respond today. The question, next year's outcomes, they start with today's choices. And the devil will tell you tomorrow, wait till the new year, wait till January 1st to start your resolutions. But friends, today is the day. Tomorrow's choices are meant for today. Friends, for many years, I've, I've often thought and dreamed about being this strong, muscly, ripped guy. I've made many a year's worth of resolutions where I'm going to get into the gym and I'm going to work out and at the end of the 2021 or end of whatever year, I'm just going to be super strong and I'm going to be muscular. I have to buy new jackets and clothes because I'm going to be so ripped. Here I am. Here I am. Didn't get into the gym. Didn't work out. Didn't lift weights day in and day out. It was always and is always a dream that one day, someday, I will be strong. And so, friends, here again, 
I pray that our goal is not one day, someday, I'm going to be a strong follower of Jesus. One day, someday, I'm going to get into my word. One day, someday, I'm going to memorize scripture. One day, someday, I'm going to start sharing the gospel with the people around me. One day, someday, I'm going to have a better marriage that loves and reflects the gospel. One day, someday, I'm going to be all that God has called me to be. Today. Friends, today is the day that the Lord has called us to. Today is all that we've been given. And so how will we make decisions based on not what we know in the future, but what we know today to be faithful to the calling that God has given us? Let's be faithful today. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you that even though we have sinned and fallen short, you make us alive together with Christ. Lord, we want to be faithful today. We want to be faithful to trust in you with everything that we are, everything that we have. Lord, we don't know what December 28th holds for us. We don't know what 2021 holds for us. Lord, but we just simply want to be faithful in the next step of obedience. So help us. Help us to be happy in you, to be blessed by you, that we would delight in your word, Lord, that we would walk in your ways, that we would meditate, that we would chew and nourish our souls by your word and your presence. So Lord, thank you. Thank you for the goodness of who you are. Thank you for your faithfulness to us in the past, even when we didn't deserve it. Thank you for your faithfulness today, even when we have not deserved it. And Lord, thank you that even though we will not, not deserve it in our future, you will continue to be faithful to your people. Lord, we love you, and thank you for your son, Jesus. Amen.